In line with one of our major themes, positivity, I am adding a new series to this podcast called Best Things About. Best Things About episodes are where we take a deeper and more comprehensive look at a person who stands out for reasons related to our normal topics. Relationships, flirting, dating, or more generally, concepts core to our philosophy and approach. Personal excellence, being a person of such high quality and depth of character that people can sense that and are naturally drawn to you. These are people that we can all learn from in some way. In this episode, we will talk about former U.S. First Lady Michelle Obama. I am sure she is familiar to many of you already, but I'd like to get into why she is such a great person considered alone on her own merits, not including or considering her husband, former U.S. President Barack Obama. We'll get started after a quick word from our sponsor, me. everyone. Welcome to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting. I am David, the author of the book of the same name, Gentleman's Guide to Flirting, available on Amazon.com. I am also your host and the exalted leader of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting empire. You will be able to find this content on YouTube or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode eight of the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting. This week, we will talk about former U.S. First Lady Michelle Obama and why she is such a great person, looking at her as an individual. There are several things that come to mind. First, she is one heck of a role model in many ways. Over the course of her eight years in the White House, 2009 to 2017, she served as a, I think it is fair to say, model of excellence in a number of ways working as an advocate for poverty awareness, education, nutrition, physical activity, and healthy eating. Specifically, she had four primary initiatives as First Lady over the course of her time in the White House. First was Let's Move, which focused on child obesity and healthy eating. She also had Reach Higher, which encouraged young people to complete their education and own their future. She also had Let Girls Learn, which focused on education opportunities for women and girls. And finally, working in conjunction with Dr. Jill Biden, Joe Biden's wife, she had Joining Forces, which is an initiative to serve our military and their families. Despite being more family-oriented and purposefully leaving politics to her husband, she is a seasoned speechmaker and communicator, both essential and valuable life skills. She has produced some memorable lines in those speeches, not the least of which is what she famously said at the 2016 Democratic National Convention, when they go low, we go high. When they go low, we go high. She is also a best-selling author. Her book, Becoming, has sold over 10 million copies. But hey, don't just take my word for it. Many people have paid hundreds, and in some cases, thousands of dollars to crowd into stadiums on her book tour. In those interviews and speeches, she has had several consistent themes, staying focused, working hard, and never accepting limits or labels others may try to put on you. She has said that she and her husband believe, quote, 
that you work hard for what you want in life, that your word is your bond, and you do what you say you're going to do, that you treat people with dignity and respect, even if you don't know them and even if you don't agree with them. The second sort of broad way that I think she stands out is, you know, just look how brilliant and accomplished she is. Coming from humble origins to be an Ivy League educated lawyer and then moving up and up from there. She showed early promise, drive, and ambition. While she was school age, she attended a new magnet high school in Chicago called Whitney Young. That was about an hour and a half commute each way from her home in Southside Chicago. After high school, she then went on to Princeton University and eventually Harvard Law School. She earned her Juris Doctor, JD degree from Harvard Law School in 1988. After getting her degree, she joined one of the most highly regarded law firms in Chicago. Later, she held leadership positions for the City of Chicago and later the University of Chicago. She topped a Gallup poll of most admired women in the United States in 2018 and 2019. When she took the number one spot in 2018, she displaced Hillary Clinton, who had been in the number one spot for the prior 16 years. There was another worldwide poll that also showed her as number one most admired in 2019. Polls can be slanted or just plain wrong, but I think a lot of people out there agree with our thesis in this episode that there is just something very special about Michelle Obama. The third general reason why I think Michelle Obama is so great is that I see her as an interesting mix of a family-focused person who is at the same time private, very human, very real, and someone who also is deeply concerned about other people, deeply cares about other people. In her book, Becoming, she describes how oh, campaign aides, the people assisting her husband with uh, getting elected, encouraged her to support her husband's presidential run by, quote, playing to her strengths and remembering the things she most enjoys talking about, which is her love for her husband and kids and family, her connection with working mothers, and her proud Chicago roots. Throughout her husband's 2008 campaign for U.S. president, she committed to being away only overnight once a week to campaign only two days a week and be home by the end of the second day for their two daughters. So that shows her, you know, kind of sticking to her principles about uh, not neglecting the family even in the midst of an all-out fight where her husband's trying to gain the U.S. presidency. So I, I, I say that definitely shows her in a very, very positive light looking after her family that way. Now, after Barack Obama got elected, she has said that she felt immense pressure to be perfect as wife to the first black president. So she was under quite a lot of pressure and carrying a lot on her shoulders over those years. And I, I argue that she absolutely did hit her goal to be perfect. Uh, I also think it shows her family focus and that she brought Marion Robinson, her mother, uh, moved her into the White House to assist with uh, raising their two daughters. I, I think that's great. Bringing in some help because, uh, as, as we all know, uh, Michelle got pulled into a lot of uh, U.S. First Lady duties, and there were a lot of demands on her time, but 
At the same time, she wanted to make sure that her two uh, lovely daughters were taken care of and didn't miss out on their childhoods and didn't suffer in school. So I, I just think that's fantastic. As for being real and genuine, in her book Becoming, she freely discusses things that are often suppressed by people trying to show themselves in the most positive light in a biographical work like that. She talks about smoking marijuana with a boyfriend in her, in her car, having premarital sex, living at home into her 30s, even after she got married to Barack. Uh, she even talked about sensitive matters that you know, arguably aren't any of our business. She was talking about trouble, troubles she had conceiving both of her daughters. And she talked about, you know, mundane things like getting into arguments with Brock, her husband. So, you know, she's not afraid to kind of, you know, let you into her world a little bit to know that she's just like the rest of us. And I think that's just fantastic for someone so brilliant and so, so accomplished. I would like to close this uh, best things about Michelle Obama podcast with an observation relevant to the Gentleman's Guide to Flirting book. And I would like to also explain why I have had an image of a plaque on a large rock on screen for so long. Michelle met Barack when she was assigned to mentor him while working at her law office in Chicago. Barack was a summer associate and Michelle was a full-time employee there. So... Barack asked her out, so basically Barack broke one of the rules in our book about not flirting at work. That is generally a bad practice. We have 10 uh, really good rules in the in the book to help you kind of guide making those kind of decisions, but he broke the rules, but it worked out for them. Uh, anyway, the story goes that their relationship started with a business lunch on that first date, then a uh, attending a community organizers meeting, and that is where he first impressed her. Uh, quoting Barack, on our first date, I treated her to the finest ice cream Baskin-Robbins had to offer, our dinner table doubling as the curb. I kissed her, and it tasted like chocolate. That is from an interview in O Magazine, the Oprah Winfrey Magazine, from February 2007. Uh, today, there's a plaque commemorating that kiss on their first date on uh, 53rd and Dorchester in Chicago, Illinois, in the U.S., that date included going to see a movie. Uh, here is a description of that movie portion of the date in their own words from an interview that they did celebrating the 25th anniversary of the movie's release. Enjoy. Sorry we can't be with you today, but we wanted to congratulate Spike and all of you on the 25th anniversary of the right thing. The right thing was actually the first movie we saw together on our first official date. Yeah, we had eaten lunch with the Art Institute of Chicago gone for a little walk and then i took her to this new movie everybody was talking about directed by a guy that not that many people had heard of but it was supposed to be pretty good he was trying to show me his sophisticated side by selecting an independent filmmaker and it ended up being a pretty good good movie really great so spike thank you for helping me impress michelle <laughs> So, speaking of movies, uh, there was a movie about their entire first date called Southside With You. Southside With You. I am not sure how true the movie Southside With You uh, remained true to the, how the events actually played out. There may have been some creative liberties taken there, but maybe check that out sometime. Uh, about that plaque, the plaque mounted on the rock that is on screen for the uh, 
people who are consuming this through the YouTube channel, that was put there by the strip mall owner of where the Baskin Robbins ice cream store used to be, where they had their first kiss. There is a Subway sandwich shop there now. Now that kiss is my second point. It's a small issue, but it's still worth mentioning. There is no rule about when to go in for that kiss, guys. There is not a certain number of dates that need to pass, then you're allowed to go try. There is no rule about a, the passage of a certain amount of time. Basically, you just need her permission, of course. And I don't necessarily mean you ask or you just don't have to fill out a form or anything, but the time does need to be right and she needs to be, you know, um, a willing recipient. Uh, but here's a standing offer. If you ever do anything in an approach or a date where people want to put up a plaque or a statue or a monument commemorating what you did, please tell me. Hey, come on the podcast and tell us all about it. Or I can put a blurb in the slider on the website, gentlemansguidetoflirting.com. I'd absolutely love it if some of you got put on the Mount Rushmore of flirting. All right, back to Michelle Obama. In closing, looking back over the course of her whole life, there is so much to admire and learn from, as we have discussed. I mean, you know, family, career, character, heart, empathy, and caring. Uh, there's just so much to her, just such a depth of character that she's just a fantastic person. We're just wonderful history books. I'd encourage anyone to invest in learning more about Michelle Obama over and above what we covered here. All right, that's all that I have for this week. See you next week. Take care.